0: Listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host Faraz Sadiki and Zach Rosudo.
1: Let's talk about Najee Harris real quick, man. I feel like his last game where well, he almost had 100 yards on the ground, um, a little fluky, a little fluky, yeah. I would say. I think this provides, you know, similar to the Courtin Sutton thing. It's it provides a little bit of a sell window to finally get out of that situation. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of those situations where like, you know what, like. Thank you, fantasy gods. You have given me an opportunity to get rid of this dude, right? So combined, people have been, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I got a lot of DMs and comments saying that, hey, should I sell sell this person for Najee? Should I buy Najee for this? And it's like, people are still willing to go after Najee, yeah. okay? Um, the market, like <clears throat> the way I look at what the market is, is by reading comments and DMs and all that kind of stuff and that plus other ways. You know, to do it. You can look at trade finders and stuff like that to see what kind of trades have have gone through. But Najee Harris, you know, you can add him on to, you know, another RB two and upgrade. You know, you can add him on to another wide receiver two and upgrade. Right. Oh, yeah. Um it, it can happen because a lot of people have that strong RB one, but they're struggling at their RB two spot. And they're like, hey, you know, I'll throw Najee in my RB two spot and I can mm-hmm. give up my wide receiver three. You know, I'm I'm willing to trade Najee for a wide receiver three, dude. Easy. Yeah, Like that's, for you know what I'm saying like that that right there, I'm happy. I just want to get rid of Najee because he has no upside. Yeah.
0: The wide receiver three is going to have so much more upside than Najee. That's been the problem with Najee Harris this whole season. It's you know, he you look at the numbers of box score, he hasn't been bad, you know. Like he's been bad in terms of winning you your week in fantasy, but yes, in terms of being same. reliable, you no know, upside. he's reliable. There there's no just there's just no upside. He's between six and a half points and 14 points every single week this season without fail, you know, and he's averaging, I think like 10 points a game. So he's just a a fill in. That's all he does. He just goes in, gives you your 10 ish points. And that's, that's how it goes. You're not going to lose out. You're not going to put up a donut, but you're not going to be winning your league with him. You're just going to be filling the roster spot that you need to fill. That's a problem. Najee Harris. Like we know that we saw what he could be last season. It's just not that way this season. Obviously the offense is a little bit, it's a, it's a lot worse, but You know, Najee Harris, it's not that he doesn't have value. It's one thing if he doesn't have upside, but he has a floor. So you can sell a floor. um, A lot more than you can sell, you know, maybe a guy that puts up zero, like a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I'd argue it's easier to sell Najee right now than CEH.
1: You can't can't sell CEH for anything right now. Maybe you can't even get a bag
0: of chips, dude. Yeah, even before this week, you know, this past week, I I think it would have been easier to sell Najee Harris as an add-on, especially the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, because he's up and down where Najee he's he's steady at least.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, he's steady but you know, this is like an opportunity. Just yeah. do it. Don't do don't it.
0: get it twisted. We're not we're not advocating for Najee in your lineup. But yeah, so
1: definitely. Um similar situation with Brian Robinson, right? Like Yeah. He kind of provided a little bit of a sell window as well after that game on Monday night.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had 26 carries which came out of nowhere at least for me I was like what's he doing getting 26 carries I, going into the game you wouldn't expect him to have a lot of carries because you figure Philly would be up in this game you know pretty easily but that wasn't the case nobody was expecting it the cell window you know just to be proverbial the cell window is now propped open right at the deadline like before it wasn't open at all but someone just shoved it up open a little bit the fantasy guys have given you this tiny little window they propped the window open for you to sell him, and you should absolutely he has no role in the passing game whatsoever don't get any upside twisted don't expect him to have the upside of a passing pass catching running back he's not going to get that that's antonio gibson's job um the bet for fantasy production in this backfield is going to be the guy that casts his patches that's antonio gibson um the touchdown last did, week did
1: you just say did you just say the guy who patches cat pa- patches
0: cases? did i say that i don't know i, I i'm talking maybe fast. that's
1: what i just heard but
0: patches passes in this backfield yeah
1: Mike, Mike, if you let me know if you if like, the next time you hear it, our producer, l- let me know, please, because I want to get that clip. OK, thanks. Anyway, go ahead, Zach. I'm sorry.
0: Yes. Uh, you're going to have it. You're going to have the uh, video guys slow it down. <laughs> I remember he did the same thing to you a couple weeks yeah. ago. But oh, yeah. um, yeah, the touchdown that Brian Robinson scored, yeah, that was the icing on the cake for this performance. You know, he got a bunch of carries but the touchdown sweetens it up to the point where you can sell now. He's a tough runner. He'll continue to see the ball down the stretch, but scoring upside is not going to be there. He has two touchdowns in as many games as he's played. I think it's been like six games um, since coming back, maybe five games, something like that. But um, he's all empty yards. You know, he He'll get the rush yards on the ground, but he's not going to have any receiving upside. He's not going to have any touchdown upside. He's the early down back, and it's the worst type of early down back.
1: I'm with you, man. Um, you know Antonio Gibson is, you know, he has that three down roll right now, and there's not going to be games where these guys are going to be combining for 40 carries. It's right. not going to happen. So, I'm with you, man. Let's sell Brian Robinson, move him. These are not the type of backs that you want on your roster, straight right. up. Um, have some value, get some more upside, and combine these guys two for one for for upgrades, and let's make that playoff push. He's not going to help you make that playoff push at this point. Right. Um, let's get into some trade questions, dude. This is a start. This is a drop question, pick up
0: question. IFA is <laughs> We're asking the trade questions. We would you would one. you
1: drop Knox for McBride? Yes, just do it.
0: Yeah, the upside is so much higher with McBride. You know, we we've seen what Knox can do, and he's in a good offense. Josh Allen's throwing it, but um, he's targeting Gabe Davis. He's targeting Isaiah McKenzie. He's targeting Stephon Diggs, even Devin Singletary sometimes more than Dawson Knox.
1: Joseph Jasek is asking, would you trade Jonathan Taylor for Ramondre Stevenson? And DeAndre Swift. This is a good question. I like this question. Um, I would say that Ramondre Stevenson uh is a low-end RB one.
0: Yep, right right,
1: Jonathan Taylor. I want to talk about his role this past Mm -hmm. week, you know, with Naheem Hines out. Jonathan Taylor you know, had a really good role this week. So, but let's just answer this question first before I really get into it. Let's just dive into it now. Why not? Without Naheem Hines, Jonathan Taylor had the every down role. He was the bell cow. Jonathan Taylor has never played a bell cow role. He played a workhorse role. He was the every down. He was like the early down guy, the every early down guy. But Naheem Hines was always playing the two-minute snaps, a lot of these third and longs. Naheem Hines was the guy on the field. In this game, Jonathan Taylor was on the field for all of those. And if mm-hmm. you think that Deion Jackson is going to come back, he is, he is a replacement level type of player. He's yeah. a jack. Okay. <laughs> He's not going to be taking Jonathan Taylor off the field on passing downs. The guys who take Jonathan, the guys who can take Jonathan Taylor off the passing uh, off the field and passing downs are guys like Naheem Hines, guys like JD McKissick uh who else are these type of guys like you know the passing down specialists are the guys who are going to be able to take Jonathan Taylor off the field other than that it's not going to happen so I would not expect Deion Jackson to do that with this role if Jonathan Taylor is Jonathan Taylor again like he might have a serious run to end the season yeah because he is going to be in line for more catches he is going to be in line for obviously his early down role which he did his thing those big plays are back maybe like he he had a, that was that looked vintage jonathan taylor to me last week when he vintage had that jonathan
0: running. taylor and he's 23 years old <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah
1: yeah dude i mean like listen these running backs like careers are so short that like oh, yeah. one year is like you know an eternity for these yeah. guys um at least in their past so, front yeah, yeah so so the upside for a high-end RB1 for Jonathan Taylor is still there now, believe yeah. it or not. It went from nothing to like, please, I need to trade this guy to like, look what his upside can be now moving forward. Mm-hmm. This Naheem Hines deal favors Jonathan Taylor so much, and he got a role that we've been begging for him to have, and he finally got it. Okay, yeah. so I'm buying Jonathan Taylor right now. Um You know, I I think even though he had a, a good week last week, I still think there's a buy window open. I think a lot of people might think that, hey, let me get out from underneath Jonathan Taylor while I can. Yeah. I'm not. If I have him, I'm holding. If I need a running back who I don't have to pay elite RB1 prices for or even RB1 prices for, and I can get Jonathan Taylor with that, I would do it.
0: Yeah. Uh, we, I've been talking about this. We've been talking about Jonathan Taylor a lot on the podcast. We had him as a buy a couple weeks ago, um, even when he was in the middle of this funk, you know, being yeah. injured and, you know, showing up some weeks, not showing up other weeks. Why
1: that were sentiment- we buying him? We were buying him. Why? Because he was so cheap.
0: Yeah. That's he was so cheap.
1: Right. He was and you, a, yeah. I, think, I think you were just about to get into that.
0: Yeah. Consider that this was the one o- potential, you know, in most cases, some cases, one o one. You no, know, he was the though,
1: but he was the consensus 101. Christian yeah. McCaffrey was the guy that if you said Christian McCaffrey like like we did like I did yeah that's what I'm oh, saying were, we're, in we're most cases like, nah.
0: we are not most cases we saw Christian <laughs> McCaffrey coming a mile away but you know with Jonathan Taylor this was the 101 and his price came so far down it's like how do you not bet on this and then I start we started looking into it a little bit you know historically how Jonathan Taylor has played um you know since he had these struggles this, in the middle of the season so far and we see that you know Kind of comes on in the second half, and we know that the Colts were saying, "Oh, we want to limit his carries." You know, we might not want to give him as many touches. But that was when they were assuming that, you know, a Frank Reich was there. B, you know, that this passing offense would be working with Matt Ryan. That hasn't been the case. Matt Ryan's back, but the passing offense is not what it was supposed to be when they made that comment. So now they're realizing, okay, who do we turn to to even to balance things out? It's going to be Jonathan Taylor, and that translated to ninety-four percent of snaps. Is that what it was? Yeah. Um, 94% of snaps on Sunday. That's going to continue. That's the winning formula now. It's Jonathan Taylor. Hand Jonathan Taylor the ball 20 times a game. Get him some touches in the passing game. He's going to run the offense. And that's what it's going to be. Jeff Saturday sees that. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. He can come off the couch and put Jonathan Taylor in. Give him 20-some carries. You know, he got he got a new play caller. This could be really good for Jonathan Taylor. The back half of the season could be, you know, um, redemption. Uh, a redemption Matt Ryan. story.
1: Matt Ryan's back at quarterback and you know what that yeah. means there's a possibility of a love, of a ton of touchdowns man oh, a ton yeah. of t- touchdown to Paris Campbell a ton of touchdowns to Jonathan Taylor listen like honestly like Paris, <laughs> this Naheem Hines trade like it, it's it affected a lot more than you think and you know this is going to be pretty good for Jonathan Taylor moving forward he gets an upgrade not just because the fact that he had a great game last week but because Naheem Hines just isn't in town and vacated a very very important role uh for for Jonathan Taylor
0: yeah
1: uh okay let's go back to joseph's question huh he's sitting over here like
0: dude would you do this or not yeah he's sitting Uh, there with the trade that he has he has his finger like this and he's hovering over the button to hit send just to make sure
1: oh man (laughs) uh so so i'm okay with this deal like let's say jonathan taylor was your rb1 and you have nobody else like you have no other running backs and you know you're You might have a couple more wins than those other guys. Maybe your second, third place. You can maybe afford for DeAndre Swift not to have another good game or two. But if DeAndre Swift ever ends up playing like 50% of snaps, 60% of snaps even, like you got yourself a a really solid one-two punch with Ramondre and DeAndre Swift. The upside of DeAndre Swift we know is RB1. You could have two RB1s in Ramondre and DeAndre Swift. So if you want to – this is a very risky move in my opinion. Yeah. However, you know, Jonathan Taylor, you know, is he as risky? I don't know. Will he, can he re-injure the ankle? Maybe he looks healthy to me. You know, that week off seemed like it was pretty good for Jonathan Taylor. That was a good move um, that they sat him that week. Yeah. Despite him practicing a little bit, but I'm okay with this. If you desperately need that RB 2 um, Would I do this in a vacuum? Probably not. No. But if you're looking to reach for the upside as high as you can get, and make that late late season playoff push, I'm okay with it.
0: Yeah, that's about where I'm at too with this trade. I just talked about Jonathan Taylor a lot. Me personally, even though I like DeAndre Swift's upside, you know, Jonathan Taylor, I think, is going to be a more secure asset down the stretch. You know, you look at Jonathan Taylor being um, your RB1, he's going to have RB1 type numbers the rest of the way, I think. Ramondre Stevenson, he's going to have low RB1 numbers, and DeAndre Swift, we're not sure what we're going to get with him. We want him to get healthy, we want him to stay healthy. If he gets healthy, it's going to be a really good trade for you. But it's tough to bet on that when we've seen what DeAndre Swift has done. And with Jamal Williams getting plenty of run in this backfield, he's not going to go away even once DeAndre Swift is healthy. And Justin Jackson suddenly is getting more touches. Um, I'm not sure what that's about. I'm hoping that just has to do with DeAndre Swift being not 100%, but we'll see what happens. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor has higher upside than both of these guys, but Ramondre Stevenson Stevenson and DeAndre Swift, they're combined upside and floor is what's making this, you know, a difficult decision.
1: Yeah. Um. Let me ask you a question about Ramondre real quick. The Patriots coming out of their buy. Right? Yeah. Do you think that there's a possibility that Damian Harris gets more involved than he's been over the past few weeks?
0: Sometimes we see that kind of thing happen. You know, where running backs that weren't involved before the buy suddenly are more involved. I'm not worried about that. Ramondre Stevenson has been performing very well. I think that he's going to continue to be not only the one A, but the clear, you know, running back, the like head and shoulders problem. I don't want to call him, you know, like RB one and Damian Harris RB two. They're both talented, but the way that Ramondre Stevenson's being used, we 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 don't see this type of usage from Bill Belichick often. So I would say that if this is going to be how it was going into the bye, I'd expect I'd expect similar things uh, coming out of the bye. So I I think Ramondre Stevenson should be right in line. He should be producing the same way he was beforehand. He might have a game where Damian Harris gets some run. That that could happen. But that's that's a potential thing every week with Damien Harris in the backfield.
1: I want to get into a guy that I want to sell, and we talked about it a couple of times this week, and that's Raheem Mostert. And yeah. you know, Raheem Mostert, Raheem Mostert provided you with an every week RB two for many weeks, and yep. he leaves you a parting gift of a very good <laughs> fantasy day for someone who only had twelve opportunities on twenty eight percent of snaps, and because of that you should take advantage of it before the trade deadline instead of just letting him sit on your bench. And at that at this point, you're just waiting until Jeff Wilson gets hurt or something, right? Because that's yeah. the value that he's going to have at this point um, because that's the only time he's going to be playable. You know, Unless you're super desperate, you throw him in there, whatever, you might get lucky. But that's the only way he's going to get it done. I mean, the fact that he had this many fantasy points last week, um, I know it firsthand because I went up against him. Okay? <laughs> uh, but Jeff Wilson took the lead in this backfield uh, this past week, sixty-one percent of snaps, fifty percent route participation. By the way, that, that doesn't mean that Raheem Mostert had the other fifty. He had about twenty-five. Yeah, uh, twenty-two opportunities for Jeff Wilson. You know, Mostert got twelve opportunities on top of that in a game where Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle weren't involved. People need running backs, man. People are gonna be desperate for running backs. So while you might not be able to sell him on his own, like we've been mentioning with a lot of these guys, you know, you know, you combine him with like a a, a Paris Campbell, an upgrade towards Tyler Lockett you know, maybe combine him with Tyler Lockett and the upgrade to A.J. Brown, something like that, right? You get the point, yeah. right? It doesn't have to be those exact guys, but you kind of get the the idea of what kind of tiers, you know, you can kind of um, elevate like we, we, when you do include him in a deal.
0: Yeah, Raheem Mostert is a clear sell this week. I mean, you look at what he did, you know, he said 12 opportunities and Jeff Wilson with the 22 opportunities. Even when Jeff Wilson wasn't there, you know, taking snaps and Raheem Mostert was the quote-unquote lead guy, his ceiling was still the same. It was mid RB 2 and he was putting up like you know decent RB 2 numbers you know if he scored a touchdown he's good his upside isn't going to be like other running backs he's going to be a mid RB 2 at best for you even if jeff wilson isn't playing because this offense is so pass heavy and last week was a bit of an anomaly because we saw that neither tyree kill nor Jalen wild were terribly involved tyree Hill did have that touchdown but it was a running game Day for for the Dolphins It's not going to be like that every week like you said um, I, I think that this is like you said The perfect parting gift Who gets 18 points on 12 touches You know not many people um, He looks really good right now in terms of you know Value you can shop him around people might be Interested in him um, I wouldn't expect This to continue at all I think Jeff Wilson If anything might continue to put space between him And Raheem Mostert and they're never going to phase Raheem Mostert out but he's not going to have the role um, To get 18 points for you Every week like he did last week
1: yeah. Um I, I don't think we mentioned on this podcast that uh Cooper Cup is gonna be going on injured reserve. I think this happened yesterday, right? So like we knew that he was gonna yeah. be out for a while. uh but you know, we didn't know that he was gonna go on IR. He he he's going he's going to get ankle surgery today. Maybe he had it already, but he's gonna go on IR. He's probably gonna be back, you know, he can be back in six weeks. But if the Rams have a terrible record by then who knows if they'll even bring him back? Like, what's the point? Yeah. Right. So there's a chance that he doesn't play again this year. It's very possible. Yeah. Now, we talked about it briefly last week. You know, what are you expecting out of this, out of this wide receiver core? If anything, are you expecting Tyler Hibby to get a bump? Allen Robinson to get a bump? Skoronic to be relevant? Are you seeing any of that playing out?
0: The only thing that I can see changing is Skoronic maybe being a little bit more relevant. Um, you know, he's been getting some targets. Tyler Higby is going to continue to be Tyler Higby. He was high. He's a high target guy. He was at the beginning of the season. He was last week. But we see he doesn't really do much with those targets. He, he's not very efficient on a per-catch basis. I, I think that this offense is really going to be, you know, bad. And we talked about it yesterday with Cooper Cup, the news coming out that he might not be able to play the rest of the season. He'll miss significant time. He was the thing that was making this offense go. And it wasn't going very far, even with that. So with him out, it's going to be pretty atrocious. I'm not betting on any receivers. You know, Allen Robinson, you might think, okay, maybe he'll get some more targets. But the way the offense has been playing, it just hasn't been good enough. It kind of reminds me of the situation with Russell Wilson in Denver. You don't really want a piece of it. But if you need to, you know, there are guys that you could target to fill in each week. But there's no ceiling in this offense for any of these guys.
1: And, you know, if you have Cooper Cup, you know, hopefully you were able to grab someone like Christian Watson, you know, someone like that off the waiver wire, you know, Paris Campbell, just to kind of fill it in, you know, don't give up. You know, it, it, you, yeah. you're not going to get a guy to fill in that production, but at least you can try uh, to, like, get, get some wins and, and scratch by. You never know who's going to have a big week in your lineup, yeah. right? So don't give up just yet. Um, a, a friend of mine was like, hey, man, who did I replace Cooper Cup with yesterday? He texted me. He, he, he gave me a bunch of – he sent me a bunch of screenshots of, like, <laughs> waivers and other players teams and i was just like dude you lost um <laughs> yeah <laughs> not the advice i'm giving you guys though no 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 <laughs> um <laughs> uh James winston has a chance of starting this week you know just in case you have Chris Olave, that might be good news um rashad white greg allman who works for the athletic he's the bucks, one of the f- most popular bucks beat reporters he said that he believes that rashad white will retain the Bucks starting job someone asked him that quarter on, question on twitter Quitter question on Twitter. And uh and yeah, he said that he believes that you know Rashad White retains a starting job. It doesn't mean that Fournette won't be involved, but that Rashad White will get another start. So that's that's very interesting. If you picked up Rashad White off the waiver wire this week, it was too late, but at least you got him.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Bottom line Um, with Rashad White is he's not a handcuffed anymore. And he had standalone value a little bit before, but now it's pretty much locked in. Even if he starts and Leonard Fournette, you know, gets some carries, he has standalone value. So you're fine. This is a win for you if you picked up Rashad White. If you listen to us, when we said pick up Rashad White every single week, you know, you're sitting pretty right now.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.